I think, especially now, um, we're looking for ways to make sure that everything that we produce um, has like an indication of Africa. So I think that's one of our biggest inspirations or motivations is just making sure that when people see our stuff, like they can see our roots, if that makes sense. Um, and so that's one thing that we're very adamant about. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Get That Podcast. I'm your host Zeke, and in this episode, I'm a friend Blessing to speak about starting her own clothing brand. You can find more information about her clothing brand by clicking the link in the description below. I'd like to give a content warning for any short language used in this episode, and hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. Good. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to yeah. be here. Nice. So, for the first question, I would like to ask you, who would your origin story be, and how would you like to represent it? Can be real or fake. Um, <laughs> I'll go with real because I'm not that creative. Um, so it's pretty straightforward. So I was born in Kotonou, which is a city in um, Benin. That's a, a country in West Africa. Um, but I was raised in Nigeria. My parents are Nigerian. Um, my parents are ministers. So I traveled a lot from my childhood. Um, was never in really one place for too long. Um, and then I think it was 08, came here to visit America, USA. Oh my God really glamorous. I was like, oh my God, I really want to stay. Um, but that was like during um, what Americans would call like summer break. So after summer break, then we went back uh, to Nigeria and then came back permanently um, a few years later. Um, when we came back, that was middle school. So I did middle school here. Um, and then after that, you know, I had to assimilate into the culture because school in Nigeria and school here are definitely not the same thing. <laughs> um, so that took a little bit of adjustment. But then after I graduated middle school, I went to high school, obviously. Um, the high school wasn't that big. It was relatively small. Um, graduated top of my class, then started college at 17, I think. Um, Baruch, which is how I know you, Zeke, uh, went to Baruch together. And then um, I went to Baruch to study accounting. So started in 2015. Um, and then junior year, 2017, I started a business with my sisters. So that was very uh, fun and fulfilling. And then graduated 2019 with my BBA in accounting. And then Baruch offers this integrated program, which you know, Zeke. Um, so I did that for my master's. I did information systems with a concentration in data analytics. Uh, so did that for a year, graduated last year, last summer, cause you know, Baruch and their curriculum, everyone knows. <laughs> so ended up graduating in the summer instead of the spring, but that's fine. Um, and then after that has just been working on the business and just finding ways to grow myself. Um, so that's where I'm at now. And how would you like to represent it? Who would you make to represent your own story? Like if I was to pick someone to represent my story? You could make a movie, a book. You can make it. Hmm. I think it would probably be more interesting as a movie. It might be it might be a little boring as a book. 
<laughs> so I'll probably do a movie and find ways to like spice it up a little. Find extra stories that that happened. Be like, you know what? When we when we all first got to America, it was kind of harder than stuff like that. Just add some a little spice, a little salt, a little pepper. You know, <laughs> make it tasty. Nice. So when you first came over, like how was how was how was America like perceived like back then? Because I've been in America my whole life, so I know a lot of times people are only got America is like it's like a great place to be. Yeah. I think that's the perception of a lot of people coming into the US is like, you know, the land of opportunity, like it's glamorous, everything is easy, you know, people come here thinking like life is easy and money grows on trees and stuff like that. Um, but then when you live here for long enough, you know, <laughs> that that's not the case. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a misconception that a lot of people have, like, you know, granted that, you know, US has its opportunities, there are ways to you know, get out there and hustle and make money for yourself. But it's definitely not as easy as a lot of people think it is coming to the U.S. and they think life will automatically, like, be on, like, a go for, like, however long. But that's most often not the case. I can concur. As living in here my whole life. Yeah. How is, how is your perception? Have you always seen, like, you know, U.S. as... I don't know, like, what's your what's your perception of it? I've never had the other perspective. Like, as a child, I was, like, most susceptible to, like, the, when the United States talking about, like, I was, like, the best country in the world. And then mm. you start getting older, you start seeing the cracks in that statement, and you're just like, this is trash. Like, who said this? Who, like, it's like yeah. at the end of the movie, we have like, the clip of the guy saying to the college student, like, this ain't the best country. You saw, like, yeah, this ain't, like, who said that? Yeah, I hear you. But, like, it's still, like, better than some places. But Absolutely. even though you can't just, like, be satisfied with that, you got to be, like, you can do better. You can be more. Yep. Agreed. I hear some stories. and like, no, what? I mean, my childhood wasn't that bad. I don't have to complain too much. <laughs> too much? Do you <laughs> complain a little bit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. That's good. Yeah. And then assimilating, how was that assimilating to the States? Um, I think it was hard at first. So I'm the last of five. Um, and obviously, like, being the younger one, like, I didn't want to, um, like, burden my siblings because they have already, at that point, have been through the assimilation process. Um, so it kind of was just, like, something that I felt I had to navigate on my own. Um, one incident that I do remember vividly when I came was when I went to high school, I mean, um, middle school, um, I wore like, I guess obviously the dressing is different too. Um, I had worn like a turtleneck under my uniform and I think our uniform was like a bright blue. <laughs> so I had worn like a, like a darker green um, turtleneck because obviously like it's cold, like winter time. Uh, and obviously, like back home, it's hot a lot. Um, so I put on like this really bright, it wasn't really that bright, but like a like a lime green type orange, um, a lime green, uh, what is it called? Uh, turtleneck. And then I had a blue shirt, which is our uniform, and I wore that over. Um, 
<laughs> the sweater and then I went to school and like people were laughing and in my head I'm like I didn't get it because I'm like what's so, <laughs> what's so funny um but obviously that was like an eye-opener like oh that's you know dressing matters here and like color matching like your outfits was a thing people did and obviously like I didn't know that I didn't really care for that so I went home and kind of was like yeah this this wasn't a good day but then moving forward I kind of knew to like be on the lookout of what's the norm or like what's not acceptable what's okay to do and stuff like that so it definitely took it was definitely an adjustment period um but after a while a few months in I I kind of got my um sea legs if you will so it took a while but I got there eventually <laughs> yeah even if you were born here you still have to adjust when you go to new school so like, so do you also like pressure? Do you feel like the pressure, or do you just like just like gonna do, and then after a while you start building your own personality? Yeah, I think for a while I was more um, introverted. I guess like I didn't want to do too much, if you will. Like I wanted to watch and observe and see like how people operated and how other kids reacted to things that happened. Um, just to kind of observe and make sure that I was in the know um, and doing what is, you know, societally correct. Uh, I don't know if that's a a term. Um, But then after a while, like, I think once I got comfortable, it was more natural for me to kind of show my personality versus where in the beginning I was a little bit more hesitant because I didn't know whether or not, like, what my personality is and the experiences I've had would be accepted um, in that environment. Got it. And then since you're the youngest, how is that being the youngest since I'm the oldest? Hmm? How is it being the youngest? How is it being the youngest? Um, <laughs> very fun. Um, I think I get away with a lot. Um, I'm also a daddy's girl, so obviously, you know, and the little thing I run to my dad, oh, daddy, this person is he's being mean to me. And then my dad is like, stop, stop, she's the last one. So I, I did get away with stuff. Um, but then as I as I get older, I mean, it's really not it's really not the same as when you were younger, because I feel like when you're younger, there's like more competition and like I don't know. But now I don't really I don't really feel I don't really feel the age difference really among me and my family anymore. Um, as much as I did when I was younger. Uh, as the oldest, you have all these responsibilities. You kind of do print of everything. Yep. Like, okay, cool. I'm the first one in school. And then my parents are, okay, so this has to so what works. You can experiment, as most people mm-hmm. say. Yeah, I'm glad. And then we get to, like, the second or the last. Yeah, I'm glad that that older child business was not, <laughs> <laughs> was not mine to take on because it's a lot. Yeah, I complain about it every day. I'm just like, you, you had to have me first? <laughs> or at all, like, can I ask you questions first before I was born? Like, do you want to be born? Okay. All the child struggles. Yeah. And so now you have a business with your sister. I do. How did that come about? Um, so we started the business in December of 2017. Um, so that was the year I was in junior. I was a junior. Yes. I was a junior, right? I think so. December 27, 20, because 2015, 2016. Yeah. I think I was a junior. So 
um, it kind of came from a place of, I think we all wanted more for ourselves than I guess what we were seeing at that point. Obviously, like I mentioned, coming to the to the US, it's kind of like, oh, like things are automatically gonna be better. Like I'm going to be making like bank basically, you know, I'm gonna be a millionaire in like two years. And then you come here and you've been here for like five years, six years, and you're just like, yeah, like what happened to that millionaire status type thing? So I think we were kind of like shocked um to get here and like not not have it be what we thought it would be. And we just kind of wanted more for ourselves and expected more of us of ourselves um, and that point of our lives that we all were in. Um, so we decided that since we want more, what else can we do in addition to where we're at to kind of achieve or that would put us in the right track to achieve the status that we want? Um, and that was basically starting our own business, right? Because at the end of the day, like for me personally, um, long term I don't see myself like working for someone all my life um at some point I do want to have like my own sort of independence um and that was the same for my other sisters as well so there's three of us um that started the business me and my two other sisters um and I think that was a uniform value that we all had and then we kind of just sat down and thought about it like okay this is where we want to go but what can we do to get there? Like, what do all three of us have in common that we can kind of, you know, push to get this started? And that uniform thing was fashion. Like, we all love fashion. We all buy shoes. We all love clothes. We like to mix things up. We like to be unique. So we can run with that. So that's exactly what we did. We decided we'll start a fashion online boutique. Obviously, because we were new at it, we didn't really have experience in it. Um, we just started online, researched, did whatever we need to do, planned it out. We didn't really dwell on it too much. I think we didn't want to like get discouraged. So as soon as like we thought of it, we kind of just went for it. Um, we didn't allow ourselves to be distracted by like, oh, do we have the knowledge to do this? Or do we have the capital to do this? We just kind of went for it. Um, and I think that played well in our favor. No paralysis with analysis. I like that. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and then how is it like working with family? So people say don't make business with family, yeah. business with friends. I mean, it definitely has its ups and downs. Um, there'll be times, obviously, where you're not always going to get along. You're going to have someone who disagrees with something. Um, but I think at the end of the day, just knowing the reason why you're doing what you're doing, I think that's what brings us together and allows us to kind of work through um, the disagreements and find a compromise. So like if we're picking a fabric and someone says, oh, I don't like this. And then, you know, we kind of, we don't attack them, obviously. We're like, oh, you know, what don't you like about it? Or, you know, how can you make it better? What do you have in mind? Um, I think just being cognizant of each person's style and personality and finding ways that we can draw from each of those three unique experiences and bring something together that would be, you know, engaging and exciting for other people. For my mom, when, when this podcast gets bigger, she wants to go into business, I'm just like, are you sure? Are you <laughs> not in charge? No, it's, I mean, it definitely, I mean, it has its downsides, but it's upside as well. Like, you don't have to, you know, go looking for outside people to do stuff. Like, all my family 
they're invested in the business. So like me and my sisters, obviously we own the business, but my brother is a photographer. So like he helps us shoot stuff. So that was, that's an expense that we're saving on because we don't have to go pay like a videographer, a photographer to come in and like help us, you know, do our shoots and stuff. And then my other brother, like he's a trainer. So obviously he models our stuff, make it, makes it look good. Um, and then my parents, obviously the support, you know, they reach out to the network when new stuff drops. So it's definitely, there's definitely an upside to it. You save money, you get to work with people you love um, and you just build, you build a bond, like working so close together. So it's, it's <laughs> you gotta, you gotta take the bad with the good. And then it seems like you guys found your roles. How did you guys develop um develop roles? Like like for example, you said one brother's a photographer, one's a trainer. So how did that used to come up? Um, I think we just played to our natural strengths strengths and to our like our interests. So my brother, he's a photographer, so obviously he's not gonna be doing like the accounting and stuff. <laughs> he's gonna, you know, work with what he does best, which is the camera. And then my other brother, um, you know, he trains people, so you know, he has muscles, I guess. Um, so <laughs> so he models the clothes. Um, and then we post them up because everyone's like, oh my God, that's your brother. I feel like he could beat me up. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, we get that a lot. Um, and then me, obviously, because I'm in business, I study business. Um, I'm more in like taking care of the books type of thing. Um, my older sister, the oldest one, the first one is more into administrative, like that comes easy to her handling paperwork, um, dealing with like government agencies and all that stuff. She handled it handles well handles it um and then my other sister is more outgoing so she's social so she handles the social media the marketing and all that stuff so we just play to our strengths um and that again just worked well and I, I, it just worked out that way there was no like oh we need this we need that everyone just kind of like took a stick if if that makes sense and went for it like a whole team you guys was like okay so I'm going to be in charge. So this is your position, and everybody plays their roles. Mm-hmm. Sorry, cool. say that again? No, All I heard was roles. It was like, you guys had like a team meeting, and it was like, okay, cool. So what are you good at? Okay, so, so you handle that. We, we may, we'll check in, but then you got that. Yeah, then, exactly. You're not wasting time trying to do mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, um, the fact that we're family also came into play because it didn't really need to be like a formal type thing. I think because we know ourselves, we know each other, we kind of know what we're good at already. Um, so it was more like an informal type thing. There was no like, you know, official media- meeting where we sat down and said, okay, like who wants to take this? Who wants to take this? Um, I think we just like naturally assumed because that because we're good in those things that everyone would just kind of take it up, which is exactly what we did. Nice. And then when you made this idea to your parents, they were there for it? Were they, did, you ask, did they ask you guys questions? They was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Um, no, I think my parents were pretty cool. They didn't like, it wasn't new for them because my dad is an entrepreneur too. Um, he started like multiple branches of different churches in different countries. So he has that experience of like starting things up from scratch. So I think they were just happy to see that 
we're doing something for ourselves and building something that is like our own, not like something that they gave us, but something that we're taking initiative to build. I think they 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 love that and they're kind of like pushing for that and encouraging it. So if anything, they like they want to support it more, not like, oh, like, what are you doing? What is fashion? Like <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. It's not like that story when they have like immigrant parents who like you're a doctor, a lawyer, or engineer, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's very that definitely used to be the case. I think growing up, like that was definitely like a conversation that took place in the house. Like, oh, you know, you be a good businesswoman. You know, you make a good doctor. You make a good surgeon. But then, you know, as life happens and you evolve and you grow like you realize that there's more out there than those four occupations um and i think they also kind of grew with us when it comes to like the mindset so they're not like as traditional as most african parents are or you know just people who lived in the olden days they're not (laughs) as rigid as they were they once were so that's good united states versions um go to college get their city job and get that um get your health benefits and that's it that's kind of the united states version or at least the new york version of that story pretty much that's cool to have parents that support you major key so then what you yeah. my mom i had to like explain to her what a podcast was and then she had to do her own research and then when she was on the podcast, it was like, oh, this is fun. I was, it and I was like, okay. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So with the fashion, what kind of inspires Josh, inspires you guys' fashion? Um, I think, especially now, um, we're looking for ways to make sure that everything that we produce um, has like an indication of Africa. So I think that's one of our biggest inspirations or motivations is just making sure that when people see our stuff, like they can see our roots, if that makes sense. Um, And so that's one thing that we're very adamant about um, moving forward and just growing, knowing, having, making sure that people know that, you know, this is a brand that's, associated with like a rich culture, um, you know, not necessarily deep messages, but like empowering messages and lessons that people can take away and kind of help rewrite their own story and just inspire people. Uh, I think especially knowing where we came from um, and knowing what we went through, we want other people to feel inspired to do the same, um, not be restricted by their realities like if you don't like where your life is going which is basically not that we didn't like where it was going but we wanted more so that's the message that we want to get across like if you are not content with you know where you are you can like pick up the pen flip the page and start writing the story that you know you want to tell the world um so those are like excuse me are um one of our two biggest motivations and inspirations for the collections and stuff that we make Got it. And then, so how do you guys incorporate Africa into it? Um, I think most people, like once they see Ankara, 
they, you know, they think Africa. And so that's one of the things that we're, one of the biggest things that we're playing to, making sure that we're using a lot of um, African fabrics, um, you know, African slangs, um, things that just points back to the culture are things that we're using to kind of incorporate that like Afro-modern um, culture in the brand. Yeah, I also see like a big um, like push and more acceptance of Africa, like African people accepting African roots. You guys feel that with the business? You were breaking up. Um, Can you I say it one like, more time? Like, you were breaking up. I now see like a more push like a more focus on Africa and like African roots. You guys feel that with the business? You said you there's been a big push on African web? No, like a big push, like a set this like Africa, like African roots. Mm-hmm. You guys feel that with the business? Do people like come see it? Um... I guess I think because of the whole like all the movements that have been going on, obviously people are becoming more aware and stuff. So we've definitely seen um, a bigger like I guess attraction or interest um, in the in the brand in the culture. Um, but for us, it's always been a thing, um, and that's one of the things that we're trying to promote, like that African culture. So we want them, the more of them that you know are interested and you know want to know more about. The roots, you know, there's a place for them to kind of come to and explore that. So absolutely. Nice. So when you're um doing like the entrepreneurial stuff, did your dad ever come in with advice and be like, I would do it this way? And then he'd be like, I'm gonna hold my tongue though, but I wanna do it a different way. Um they're not they're not as involved in the processes. <laughs> we don't let them be involved in the processes. Um, I don't even think that they're interested in the processes, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's one thing if like they're actually like interested in care and say, mm, no, don't do that, do this. Um, I think they trust our judgment and they just kind of say, hey, like whatever you, like whatever we get, they they get, or like whatever we make, they get. They don't really like question like what the process was or like what the meaning is behind what we make. They just kind of like take it for what it is. Um, so they're not like as hands-on um, and intrusive, I guess, <laughs> to the process. So that's good. That's good. They're kind of just like, when someone asks them what they're doing, like, like my children or entrepreneurs maybe or hiring like this is what they're doing should show you guys off mm-hmm. yeah like, they're very they're very like you know parents like they're very vocal like oh my child is this oh my daughters are doing this so it's, it's definitely like uh what's the word like a a point in the conversation or like something for them to like brag about like when they're talking to people so i'm just like okay <laughs> i just pretend i just walk away like it's not it's not happening because you know sometimes they over exaggerate too i'm just like it's not how it happens but okay like tell it how you want to but yeah that's nice nice so with the business we guys what do you see so we guys going with the business What's like the big plans, the big ideas? Mm, big plans. Um, <clears throat> so 
as of last last year and in the last year 2020 um we started the process of turning the business um into an llc um so that's being finalized like as we speak um just getting like the final the finalized paperwork from the state and stuff like that um but in the future you know god willing you know this would be like an international corporation um and would have like branches or like headquarters and stuff like in different countries um and you know hopefully if you know trends change from like online we can even start opening physical stores um but people are seeming to shop more online so we're in the trend at least so that's good um but definitely having physical stores um when the time comes cuz it's definitely more capital and a lot more things that go into it but just having like an international presence um potentially turning into a corporation um and just impacting as many lives as we can is the plan long term you know but like you got hiring send my resume but like this is what my skills are <laughs> Um, not hiring right now, <laughs> but if positions do open, like I'll definitely let you know. Um, obviously, like we're still starting up, we're still small, so we're we're building it up. But that's definitely going to be the case in the future, where we're going to need people from different talents, and I'll definitely keep you in mind. You got it. How <laughs> about this is what my business been doing? <laughs> we got you. Yeah. So when like that entrepreneurship came up, did you feel like it was like a new thing for you or was it just like something you kind of had in the back of your mind? It was definitely something that I had in the back of my mind. Um, I knew from jump that I wanted to have independence. I know obviously you have to work for other people, build your, connect, build your network and your connections before you can actually get there. Um, but it is something that like I've always thought, thought about. Um, and then my family is basically we're all entrepreneurs pretty much um from my dad you know building his churches um different countries different branches um different states um to my mom starting up her own school um and then even now with my my siblings like we're all entrepreneurs like my brother you know he has his own business he's a trainer uh, my brother my other brother has his photography business you know and then there's us the girls um who have our own business so i think it's definitely been a mindset that was ingrained in us um even just growing up i don't think we realized it till like we grew up and kind of looked back and saw the patterns but it's definitely something that has a mindset that has been you know ironed in from from childhood and we're basically seeing the fruits now that we're all older but yeah so it's more like it was bound to happen anyway. It was like, if you like, uh, surrounded by, uh, yeah, by millionaires, so. you're going to be like, the, if you're like around yep. five millionaires, you're going to be the six millionaire. <laughs> yep, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. That's the plan. God willing. Yeah. That's cool. Like, it was kind of something there. Yeah, I kind of had that too. I was trying to sell like books and stuff, you know, like elementary. In middle school, so I make money because you know, I kind of need money to buy from, stuff. Start from when you were young, and you know, gotta yeah. 
you gotta you gotta start from way back when. Yeah. It was. Do you do you enjoy the business, or there's a point where you just like I can't do this? Hmm? Like with the business, there's like like this is called enjoyable parts, and there's also like parts where you can't do this, but I need to take a break. How's how's it going with that? <clears throat> there definitely those moments definitely happen, <laughs> um, especially when you know there are people that you see every day, and you're like kind of tired of. Like if you're arguing about something, you're tired of hearing their voice, and you're just like, "Yeah, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't want to speak on this again." Um, I think you definitely like in those moments. It's definitely important to take those moments of breaks, because in that heat of you know maybe tension or like argument, you don't want to say the wrong thing or like say something hurtful that you're going to regret. Um, so we're definitely cognizant of that, making sure that if things get a little too hot, that we like break the meeting like take a break and then reschedule it to come back and kind of talk about it um and then put it on like the topic like the to do's for the agenda for that meeting for the next meeting so taking a break is definitely something that we're mindful of um but i think something else that we do that i really like is really get into the to the root of the the problem i guess um so really like asking that person like, oh, what, what is it about the situation? Like, how would you change it? Or like, what are your thoughts? Um, really big on hearing each of us out because there are three voices in the business and you don't, you never want like one person's voice to feel not heard. Um, and I think that's something that we've done at least up till now, really good, a good job of just making sure everyone speaks up and like their ideas and their, uh, you know, whatever it is that they want to bring to the table, it's like they have the free reign to do so. So that's really big for me. Nice. Like communication is key. Absolutely. It's cool. Every time with like a family, like this, um, you start like, like I'm the big sister, so I'm gonna be right, and then you just like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that that definitely. Um, I mean, it obviously doesn't come out that way or like they don't come out and say like, oh, like I'm the big sister or like I'm the middle child. So like I must have the say. But it's almost like, you know, no one is trying to like push their opinion and their thoughts. It's more like, like, why do you feel that way? Like, like justify where you're coming from type of thing. And then if you can't justify it, then it's kind of like, I, then you can't really, you can't really like have much of a say if you don't really validate where you're coming from. So it's just making sure that you know what you're talking about and you can stand behind what you're talking about. If not, then it's quick. <laughs> and then with that, you feel like the stuff you learned from school about business, it's that time in into your, uh, your entrepreneurship, your business now? Um, I think a little bit, not, not like, I think the business classes, obviously communication, um, the communication classes really helped me, I think personally. Um, the biz, not as much the account, like the, you know how accounting at Baruch like gets really crazy. The accounting classes, not so much. Um, 
for the business, you only need like a basic understanding of like accounting your stuff. Um, so like just the basic classes would have been enough um, for the books, but obviously it's better to know because, you know, as things, as the business grows and like gets more complex, you know, maybe those information um, that I learned would be useful. Um, but right now, just a couple of things um, were helpful. Like I was able to pull from to bring value on my end to the business, but some things, not all, not, not everything, but definitely some things. Yeah. Okay, for accounting, drop that software uh, quickly. So, you know, what's not there all that. Yep. That's cool. And then with like business, you almost like always running on the fly. How is it done with that? Learning on the fly? Yeah. How is it doing with that? With I feel like hmm? you got to. Um, and I think a big part of that is having an open mind and knowing that you don't know everything and accepting that, um, accepting that, you know, because I don't know everything, I have to be willing to learn. Um, I have to be willing to take corrections. I have to be willing to take feedback. Obviously, with the three of us never having done something like this before, it's important that we are cognizant of growth and being able to take um, valuable information from people that have done this before and know how things work and be able to learn from them um, and be and be able to be quick with it too and taking that information and reapplying it to the business immediately to make sure that we're seeing like that growth, if that makes sense. Um, but being able to learn on the fly, it's like, I feel like it's important for any job, not just like, not just, <laughs> not just like uh, owning a business, um, but if you're working for another firm or like for a company, like you need to be able to learn on the fly, like their information that you're gonna come across that you didn't know, but you have to grasp that and like put it in your tool belt and run with it. Um, so definitely a valuable skill to have. Cool. Let's go back to like family. So how was it going up with two parents? Oh man, yes. that's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> It was very fun because, like, I think a lot of the times they played, like, good cop, bad cop. So it would be, like, you ask your mom for something, and your, your mom would be like, oh, no, you can't have that. So then I'll run to my dad because, you know, I'm my daddy's girl. I run to dad and be like, oh, my God, dad, I need this. He'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. And then he would just, you know, you just give it to me. So I think growing up, at least as a child, like, that's something that I really enjoy. Like, I grew up seeing my mom as, like, this, like, What's the word? What's a good word? Not like loving, but like strict, like tough. Um, and then my dad as more the, you know, the pliable, like soft one where like you could just go and like if you did something wrong, like you would go to him like, oh, I did this. Versus like to your mom, like you're more scared, like, okay, like I'm going to go type thing. <laughs> um, but it was very fun to have both parents. I think you get like, the full experience um, as a child. Um, yeah, it was just very fulfilling. I think my whole family, because we're kind of a, a big family, um, <laughs> kind of made it more fun too as well because then everyone's personality. Imagine like seven huge personalities in a home. Like it's a lot, but it was it was definitely fun growing up. Nice. 
I have my mom, so it's just bad cop, bad cop. Bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> oh man, you could give yourself the good cop. <laughs> nice. Cool. And so it's like with the business, what kind of do what kind of business can you do the decompression business? What do you do like for fun? What do I do for fun? Oh God, it's, I'm starting to realize that this is a bad habit, but like binging on Netflix has been like a horrible habit that I picked up over quarantine. Like I would just sit and watch for like hours and hours and hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely like watching shows is a big distressor. Um, Listening to music, specifically Afro beat. I feel like Afrobeat has that like, like you have no choice but to kind of like get up and like dance and just, you know, get out of your head. Um, with COVID, obviously we can't really go out anymore, but like spending time with friends, doing activities, fun activities, active activities, um, activities that like require you to move. So whether it's like going to the arcade or like going bowling or whatever, um, just getting out there and just doing stuff. But you know we can't really do that as much anymore. So it's just been being indoors, learning the piano is something that I started doing over quarantine as well, um, and reading. I'm trying to read more, but you know when you're stressed, you don't want to like add more, more of like you know you just want to. It's the opposite. You want to take it out of your head. So yeah. Like I stress, I need more information. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need more information. <laughs> I need less. <laughs> I need you to like suck it out of my brain so that like I can just relax myself. Cool. What do you what do you say? A couple more questions, then we'll be done. Think of them. Anyway, like piano, my elementary school trying to make a vendor keyboard. I didn't get that. I still know what middle C is. I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> uh, um, learning the piano, I mean, it started off as not like, not like a choice I wanted to make. But then as I started learning, I'm like, yo, this is actually kind of cool. Like, <laughs> Um, I actually like started to enjoy it. Um, so now it's definitely like once I'm like practicing, I'm like in my zone, I'm like tapping my feet. Like I wish I had like drums playing on the side. Um, but no, it's 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 fun. I enjoy it. It's it's cool. You should pick it back up. Um, I'll learn how to make beats. Same difference. Give me a keyboard anyway. A small keyboard to play. The sound. <laughs> <laughs> now you, your own. you can make okay. the sound to the key, but then you can just run like that. And then that'd be cool. Sure. If if you know how to do that, <laughs> you don't know how study. to do it, then. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a quick study. Yeah. Okay. That was a cool, fun episode. I'm going to end it around here. So one more question. 
And I'll be, what, what would you name your origin story? What would I name it? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a hard question. What would I name it? That's hard. Um, give me like one minute to think. <laughs> um, I'm like blanking right now. It's so bad. Um, the only thing that I can think of that's come into mind is blessings race um but yeah that's about it nothing else is like popping into my head um but yeah blessings race nice blessings race and then when you find an actor who's gonna play you or, or actress who's gonna play you in your movie <laughs> um i have to pick like an actual actress yeah oh god <laughs> Um, if I had to pick an actual actress, uh, the only other person that has come into mind, I don't know why, is Gabrielle Union. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure that she would want to play this story. <laughs> yeah, but she's the only person I could think of right now. Yeah. Nice. Oh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Anytime. This was fun. Yay, this is fun. And when the merch comes out, that shirt, this is fun, will be out everywhere. Everybody will be able to get it. Yo, where can I, where can I get a... A hoodie. I'm working on it, like uh, got my vinyl cutter. Okay. Get my vinyl cutter. Sweet. I got my heat press because you know I ain't got a kind of money to get screen printing yet. <laughs> you get there. You get there. Okay. That brings another episode of the Let's Get Our Podcast so close. Again, I did thank my friend Blessing for joining the podcast. For next week, I am catching up with my friend Jermaine and reminiscing about high school. I hope we continue on the next day and I hope to see you there.